0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 40. Today, Jonathan Ornelas. Jonathan Ornelas is in the Double A with an infielder with the Rangers, part of that 2018 draft class. That's right. He is tearing it up. Oh, my gosh. He is tearing it up. We're going to get to him in a little bit. Got to talk about the big league. Hey, where is where is Double A? Are they in Arkansas? They're in Arkansas,
1: yeah. Okay, they're... so he'll
0: join us Zoom in just a second. Yep. Got to talk the big league team. A few things have happened since the last time we were on here. Yeah, There's been some yeah. roster moves. Talk we're about that.
1: It. Yeah, well... Uh, right behind me, Sam Huff is now at AAA. Um, the the Rangers felt like he wasn't going to get enough at bats with Mitch Garver, who's back, right? Uh, you know, DHing, there's not enough room to, you know, finagle at bats for for Huff. So they brought up Mabris Veloria, right? Uh, who is not a prospect. He's a you know handy guy that you need to have around and um, a true backup. They, yeah, he, they they aren't concerned about his his development like they are Huff. So right, um, Huff is down. Josh Smith came off the injured list. Uh so he and Duran are now both on the roster and then uh if you watched the game Wednesday you saw Smith in left field. And left field, yep. Make a a really couple of, well definitely one very nice catch on a Kyle Shorber fly ball. he Had to run a long way. And then uh also you saw him make a mad dash around the bases, you know. This, this guy <laughs> this guy can do a lot. He scored a lot on a of single things. he scored on a single. He was running on the play but uh, and it really wasn't even close. They threw home, but he was he was safe easily. So, yeah, roster moves. Part of like,
0: that goes to Beasley too. That was that yeah, was smart. Yeah, he saw yeah. that he saw that sure. he was backhanding it and did that.
1: Uh, Glenn Otto is going to be back uh, in Sunday? the in the National Series. So um, everyone's getting healthy. There's going to be another roster move to to accommodate Otto. Taylor Hearn is out of the rotation. Uh, yeah. yeah, not not a permanent. Uh, demotion. It sounds like he has an opportunity to to win the spot back, but for the next few cycles, it sounds like he will be coming out, uh, coming out of the bullpen, two or three, com- two or three inning stints.
0: Uh, you and I love Taylor to death. He's one of the friendliest sure. guys on he's that been, team. he's been
1: on the been on the show here.
0: Yep, he has. It, but in all honesty, he's he's right now. It's he's struggling. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. just reality. <laughs> um, sure, He's still got the strikeouts. They're there. He can miss a bat, but you know what? When you fall behind and things happen like that, you, you know, when you have to come over the plate. I don't care how hard you throw or what you do, if it's not moving or whatever. So, yeah. um, But, you know, Garver being back, we talked to Woody about Garver. That's a decision. They've got to make a decision here with the next couple of weeks. If they want him healthy to start next year, he might yeah. have to have a surgery. Yeah. Um, the Huff thing w- was understandable because, let's be honest, you need a uh, – Haim has deserved to be the starting catcher. Starting catcher means he's going to start all week except for a couple of games, sure. which you're going to – you know to spell him a little bit. And and you it, you know you were trying to split time with Huff you could move him to first base a little bit if you needed to or DH with Garver back getting the DH at bats uh it, it was understandable Huff needs to hit every day
1: well and low and low was hitting well and low yes yes low also hits left-handers better than right-handers so yeah that kind of takes away a platoon thing for, for Huff so um yeah i mean it, it makes sense the move makes sense it, re- it really does because they value Sam Huff long term if he you know if Sam Huff realizes his potential. If he hits his ceiling, he is an all-star catcher. Yep. He's a guy who's going to hit thirty to forty home runs and, and be a good defensive catcher. Those don't grow on trees every day. So, you know, Garver's got one more year of club control left beyond this season. So you you could be looking at a Haim Huff catching duo for a long time. sure After after next season.
0: Yeah, and, and honestly, just like you said, if they felt that he had played it out, uh he's the top he's going to be, he's not going to develop. He might still be sitting here, not getting at bats, just being yeah. the backup catcher, like like uh, Mason will be now that he's here. Um, but no, they want him getting everyday at bs That's what they want. Yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, you know, on, on the Garver situation with his injury, he still, he hasn't thrown since like May fifth, right? So whenever they were in New York, um, there's no indication that he is going to throw anytime soon. I think you know the Rangers want to give it a chance to see if they're going to be in contention. Um, you know, they're two games under 500 as, as we sit here today. They're off on this Thursday. Three games coming against the Nationals, who are no good. So, right. you know, they have a chance to get to 500 this weekend. But um, to get into contention, you know, what's that going to look like? Yeah. You know, the, with the wild card, you know, it looks like it's going to be American League East teams. And maybe if the White Sox get rolling, maybe then the or the, you know, the Indians have been really, really good. Yeah. So so, yeah. Maybe a team from the Central goes. It looks like. You know, with the Angels crash and burning to earth here, uh, I, I think that, that you know, it would be a, a stretch for the Rangers to Make the position wild card, themselves yep. as a wild-guard team. And then, you know. And they're not going to catch the ashes. And then what are you, you know, right. do, do you want to hurt the future, the season you think is going to be really good next year right. for a chance at, a, a very unfavorable matchup in the Wild Card series. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, you, you get into the tournament, and you never know what can happen. Look at look at the College World Series. You know, Ole Miss barely got in, and now they're in the they're they're still running. So
0: Oklahoma um, did the same thing. Yes. Kind of came at the end there so, and won the Big Twelve. Anyway,
1: tournament. Um, no, you that, that is a decision though, because the the surgery to re- re- repair a flexor tendon takes you know six to eight months recovery. So. Right. You know, If you want them ready for opening day, which presumably will be, let's say, April 1st, you you don't want to wait much past September.
0: I think they're trying to play to see where they go. If they get on some kind of stretch to go. Look, the Rangers aren't just going to fold the tent. If they actually do get in sort of contention and see that this thing's going, they have said that they (laughs) they feel like they could contend and be in there, but they're not going to be stupid with it. Any moves they made, you and I have talked about it last week and this week again, it's probably going to be a long-term thing. Um, they, they're not going to be trading for a rental player at all. That's Burn. not. That's just Burn. not going Burn. to happen. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to watch what they do the next couple of weeks. They do have a good chance this weekend to get going. Yeah. Um, and then I think the next week they go to KC Monday and they're there for three days. Three, and then, we get and then they into an go to break.
1: the Mets. Then they Ma- go to uh, Baltimore and then they come home and um, get the A's and Mariners. So I mean that's it's, it's a pretty friendly schedule to, to get to the All-Star break and you know, you you, you never know what will happen. Um, one thing that is is helping is is John Gray back here, our one, our, one of our guests here, just about a month ago, uh, right? Pitching well, the the Rangers have a, a pretty legitimate one two punch at the top of the rotation that they can feel good about, right? With, with Perez pitching the way he's pitching, Gray felt like he took a step back yesterday. I don't know. I mean, he you know he gave up two runs in five and two third innings. He wasn't he wasn't too thrilled with his. Location on some of his pitches, but he still did pretty good. And and against a team that has seen him a lot, you know, I mean, sure, he, you know, he his entire career in the National League, and Bryce Harper's been in the National League his entire career. Yeah, uh, same, you know, Nick Castellanos has, has been in the National League the last couple of years, so they've seen John Gray. Yeah, and uh, uh, he did a pretty good job. I thought. I, I thought he was a little harder on himself after after the after the start.
0: And let me say something about the young kids. So the part of the reason the Rangers didn't sign more starting pitching during the offseason, which they said they weren't going to do, they really expected the back end of this rotation to kind of play itself out because the top pitching talent they had is at the top levels of yep. the minor league. It's just nobody's really stepped up yet. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, one guy's moving, we're going to talk about him in the yeah. minor league segment. He's moving and getting close, but nobody win lighter uh, you got Bradford uh, down in Double A. That was somebody. Some people thought too. Uh, Lats that was in Triple A. Who who has had some some Alexi, good. Alexi,
1: yeah, Alexi struggled. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the, the the guy who could take Taylor Hearn's spot is Spencer Howard. Sure, and um,
0: who's had a decent outing couple.
1: Yeah, his last start, five innings, nine strikeouts, no walks, scoreless innings. Um, he's allowed runs in two of his last twenty innings. Now one one of the innings he gave up six, but right. If if he in his next start at Round Rock this week can replicate what he's done i would expect that he would be uh, starting in, in taylor hearn spot the next time it comes up
0: so it looks like a fun one guys look the they're, 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 the rangers are hanging around that's good they are obviously playing better than they did last year yeah uh, uh so this is this is a fun one to watch guys get down there hit that subscribe button at the bottom of the screen we need you to subscribe to this thing yeah wherever it is down here somewhere hit that hit that subscribe join rangers today got that five dollars oh, yeah, a hey, month
1: yeah and you know um we're recording this today on the 23rd of june uh the 24th tomorrow is the day that i launched my Substack. yep so this is the one year anniversary and um we've made it so far you know we we're, we're i'm very happy with the feedback and the response it's gotten um could always use more subscribers so absolutely five ninety nine a month sixty dollars a year at at uh, rangerstoday.com. I mean, good stuff um, year round, and we do it year round, year round, and and so subscribe to that too. You know, yeah, put 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 shoes on my kids' feet.
0: Yeah, and it goes it goes from the top to the bottom, guys. This is this we do we do minor league. He does minor leagues all the way up to the big leagues. We have yeah. covered the minor leagues probably more than a, most anybody. anybody out there, <laughs> no, especially not most the big anybody public, anybody, anybody yeah. in the baseball public.
1: America and then us. Yeah. Yes, and
0: they, yeah, <laughs> baseball America do, has outdone Rangers today. But other than that,
1: <laughs> but rangers specific, you now yeah, yeah, no, we, no, no, we, you're not going to get as America much Ranger team. stuff yeah. as that.
0: Okay, guys, we're going to bring on Jonathan here in just a second. After Jonathan's on, we'll go down in the bus leagues. But let's get uh, we'll welcome Jonathan Ornelas here uh, right. now. All right, everybody, and joining us right now from Arkansas, where the Frisco Rough Riders are playing, it's Texas Ranger infielder Jonathan Ornelas, who is on here for one reason—he is tearing up Double A. Jonathan, what's going on, buddy?
2: Hey guys, how's how's everything? Glad you guys can have me on.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you could come on. I mean, you know, I know you're 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 so you're so sizzling hot. You know, we don't want to dis- disturb your routine or anything, but <laughs> I know you like to sleep in late. No, so. not at all. We, 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 I hope you got your sleep. It seemed like it was a quick game last night, so hopefully, hopefully, you're rested and ready to get back out there.
2: Absolutely, ready to ready to go every day.
1: So what uh, I, I know, I talked to you a few weeks ago and and did a story at, at RangersToday. dot com. Uh, you you've actually raised your batting average since we talked. What's what's going on, man? What what, what has been working for you here, basically all season, but especially the last couple of weeks?
2: Yeah, uh, I I think it's been more and more of the same. Just trying to keep it, stay keeping it simple and and try not to think too much when I'm at the plate. Trying to see the ball, hit the ball. Even though there's so many factors that go into to all that stuff, but trying to keep it as simple as I can.
1: Okay, well, I mean, you're making it look simple, so that that's a good thing. But what? what Thank you. <laughs> what what, what you, know, you and I talked about it. Um, you you kind of made a swing change, uh, or found a routine and made a, a couple changes last year that kind of took off at Hickory what what is it do you think that's that's making things aside from keeping it simple that's making things work
2: Uh, I think it would be kind of establishing a good routine kind of like I like I have started towards the end of Hickory last year like you said and and I guess this this whole year so far Um, and just I think confidence has also been a big thing for me like last year I felt at the beginning of the year like when you struggle confidence is a little down but this year, I I found that whether you go over or whether you go four for four, like you should always be confident because I mean this game is already hard enough.
1: Yeah, and yeah, an O over four can can be three three screamers, you know, that were hit right at somebody. And uh, you know, did, is that how you kind of view your success? I mean, I know it's nice when the ball lands on the green or goes over the fence, but if you hit the ball hard, is that is that good enough for you?
2: Absolutely. Um, I think barreling the baseball is, is a big thing, like regardless of, of success or not success. Um, for me, barreling the baseball is always a big thing, especially since uh, last year, I kind of uh, I guess barrel to baseball was was a little less even on on uh, base hits. So this year, trying to find the barrels as often as possible has been good.
1: Well, one thing you I know you did say, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. You're 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 staying back. You have your weight kind of to, to, to your on your back leg, and you said it feels like it's back there forever. That that it just feels so weird to you, but it it seems like that's also helped you elevate the ball. Yeah. Um. What, what, yeah. Go ahead and talk about that.
2: Yeah, it's uh, I just I don't I don't know I don't really know how to explain it. it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain. Whenever people ask me, it's I try to keep it the same answer, but it's kind of hard to to explain. But basically, it's like. For me, I've always been a, such a front foot type of hitter that every time I try to keep extra balance or, or more weight on my back leg, I guess, uh, it, just, it feels so uh, weird and, and different. But even though it feels weird and different, it puts me in a good position to, to put the barrel on the baseball and then have a consistently good swing. So as weird as it might feel and, and all that stuff, I guess it, it works. So can't really say too much bad about it.
1: So you, uh, you talk about your routine and, and we, we talked about a little bit for the story, I found it pretty interesting that you, you, you're you a right-handed hitter, but you always try to take left-handed at-bats, whether it's uh, live or flips or whatever, just to get, as you said, the other side of your your brain work. And uh, how does that help you?
2: Uh, so I guess I read an article about it that I guess it does – really activate the other side of your brain that you really don't use since we're always such such dominant righty hitters so and then i talked to uh, donnie about it in spring training and he said not all not only is it good for the other side of your brain that you really don't use but it's also good for the other side of your engine uh to like learn how to accelerate decel all that good stuff with the other side that you normally don't really use on occasion especially since you know we're always taking all these right-handed swings so it's good to to kind of activate that other side uh, from left side with whether it be five, 10 swings, but kind of good to activate that
1: part. Oh, it, it makes you more athletic. It makes you use muscles that, that ordinarily you don't use. And, right. uh, you know, the, the, the kind of hitter you are and, and the, the good defensive player you are, you need to be athletic. So, I mean, uh, you know, i right. good, good for you for doing that, uh, on, on the defensive side of things. Um, you, you said, you know, short, you're naturally a shortstop. Um, but, you're kind of comfortable everywhere, right?
2: Yeah. I'm starting to try, try to learn on all positions that can be valuable to my career. So I like really like the middle infield, but I don't mind playing third base and some outfield.
1: Yeah. Hey, help me out. Have you played outfield this this season?
2: Uh, I've played once or twice. Yeah. i played center once or twice this year.
1: Okay. And, and, Uh, you're kind of the you're kind of the captain out there you're the you're the you're the guy in charge so that that seems like something that would appeal to me i always like to have a little bit of control
0: (laughs) not at all (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about
1: so you you guys the as a team started out pretty well you've kind of gone through a up and down up and down patch but man there is so much talent at frisco what what's it like every day showing up with with guys that yourself included are charging toward the major leagues
2: it's it's a fun time and i'm and i can't complain i mean with all those guys i mean there's guys from all all age ranges so it's it's fun to play with those guys it's fun to learn from from majority of those guys that have more service time than i do um and it's just it's good to be on a competitive team it just brings out the best in, in everybody you know so it's i mean it's it's a blast the guys even off the field there's there's good team chemistry like we love to spend time together whether it's on the field or not on the field so I mean, I'm I'm having a blast here in Frisco, and then everywhere we've been so far has, has been pretty cool. So, and no complaints about all those places.
1: Where what, what, so when you're on the road, you're in Little Rock right now, the capital of of Arkansas. The Bill Clinton Library is there. Uh, I've never been. I don't know if you're a big Democrat and, and a big Clinton guy. I don't think <laughs> you. I don't. I don't know if you were even alive when he was president. So, <laughs> what uh, what do you do? What do you do on a, a road trip? Whether it's in Tulsa or Arkansas or wherever
2: yeah, so usually, depending on the on the place that we're at, we usually try to explore a little bit during, during the day before we gotta to go to the field um, hopefully we have like once or twice where the bus is a little later um where we just have like a cage day and then we'll play, so we'll have time until around three or four o'clock to kind of explore and we'll go out to to a lunch and then try to find place like you know like a downtown or or like a like a farmer's market where we can walk around and, and do some sightseeing and exploring and stuff like that so um but other than that i mean we don't really have much time to do anything else so it's kind of show up play get your rest and then do it all again the next day You,
1: you do you have a favorite place that like whether at any level any any town that you've gone to you're like holy cow i thought this place would be a dump and it's actually really cool
2: um i think I think I want to say I I really liked Wichita more than more than what I kind of thought it was going to be, you know? Like I went in thinking like, oh, it's Kansas, like it can't be <laughs> can't be all that, but it kind of surprised me. There was kind of some nice stuff around. There was a little like carnival type thing okay. when we were there, like a I don't know, like a little fair. So it was it was pretty cool to kind of to see that going on and a lot of people were at the fair and at the games and then post games we would see a lot of those people at the fair. So it was, it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I think uh, yeah, wichita is the largest city in kansas it's not kansas yes. city because only part of kansas city is, is, in is kansas. actually in kansas yeah. so it's 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 the big city in, in, in kansas yeah. you know i mean i it's known for some like tornadoes and some some weirdo fundamentalist christians but um <laughs> it, it's 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 not a bad town it's not a bad town no. um all right so i'm done with my part I just asked him about the baseball. John here. I like he, to have fun. He gets into the he gets into the fun personal stuff. So he's gonna he's gonna yeah. start Sorry, asking. I, I
0: gotta ask this before we even get started. Have you ever hit one out left handed while you're taking BP?
2: Uh so I have in the past, but I haven't really done lefty swings on the field in a while. But we've been actually been talking about it. We have a couple guys who have who were lefty switch hitters in the past, like I were like I was. So we were talking about doing it. Kind of like having a day where we kind of just had a left lefty home run derby, whether it was like arm or like a nice little fastball off the machine. Um, (laughs) Some of these guys are into it. So, I mean, whether it's just for fun or whether people want to put some money money on it, I don't know yet, but (laughs) we might do at some point this year. So hopefully we'll get a little, little laugh out of it.
1: Who are the other guys?
0: We're going to pause for one sec.
2: So Strom, Strom is a guy who has a really pretty left hand swing. And then Duran was a guy who also had a nice left handed swing and had some power on the lefty swing, but, He's no longer with us anymore, so he won't be able to take to be part of that. But the other guy who uh, we did it with in spring training was Chris C, who's in Hickory right now. So yeah, uh, there's, there's guys who can swing it left-handed too. Yeah, okay, well,
1: Duran's going to have the big bucks, though. I mean, yeah. Now, now, yeah, he's, now that he's making that major league money, you know, you yeah, may not, you may not want to put too much money on it. No, no kidding. No. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, here we go. So you're from Glendale, Arizona. You graduated from Kellis Raymond Kellis High School. Um, did you play any other sports when you were growing up?
2: Yeah, it was a big. So I played football until about eighth grade, and then I kind of had a little little incident where my mom was like, "Yeah, you're never gonna play again," so <laughs> it stopped me from playing football. And then okay. I started playing basketball when I was going into my freshman year, and kind of learned how to do play basketball and all that stuff. And played until my junior year. So I played for three years, and then senior year it was like, "Okay, time to take baseball pretty seriously." Like, so no no basketball senior year, unfortunately.
1: What's this incident? Yeah, what happened? What's this little incident?
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny story. So we were in a playoff game in at elementary school and it was the only flag football. You know, in, in school they don't really they don't really like, like to get rough. So it was only flag football. And uh I was a receiver, so uh, you know, I went down the field for a pass and uh went up to catch a ball, came up with it. On the way down, uh the corner fell on my chest oh, and uh kind of knocked all the air out of me and I was kind of it was hard to breathe for a good five, 10 minutes. So my mom had to come on the sidelines and make sure I was all good. And, and it was kind of a big deal to her. So after that moment, she said, Hey, you're done playing football. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. When they put the pads on, it's going to be worse. So you know what I mean? It was it. a good career choice.
2: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, so she definitely made that decision for me and I'm sure it was probably the best decision.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you committed to the university of Tennessee, any other schools that you had interest in or you thought about going to?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I had a, a couple of schools that I was really interested in. I really liked Oregon when I went down on my visit there, it was, it was a great time. Uh, I mean, the facilities are unreal. All the kind all the stuff that they get is, is awesome. Um, but it was kind of like Oregon for an Arizona guy, like su- such a difference in in climate and in, in the sure. state in general and the surroundings, like going from sunny every day to gloomy and rainy. And I just felt like kind of wasn't for me. I really liked sunshine. I really liked, like like, uplifting and happiness. And Oregon didn't really feel like the place for that. Um, and then Arizona, U of A was also a big one for me. I really loved it, really loved Jay Johnson. He was the head coach at the time. And mm-hmm. and um, I, I had a really nice connection with them. They had a lot of guys who were my buddies at the time that were committed there. Um, so it was kind of hard to stray away from, from U of A. Um, but ultimately Tennessee just did it for me. I mean, it was kind of awesome seeing Vitello as the head coach doing the recruiting instead of having, like, oh, guys go out and watch players for him. Um, it was kind of cool to see him going out and doing it all, being a hands-on type of person, and then at the visit, having conversation with him and all the other coaches and seeing the SEC facilities and all that good stuff. I mean, it was just kind of it's kind of a no-brainer no from there.
1: Okay, I got you.
0: All right, now the Rangers, they took you 2018. You're taking in the third round, 91st overall. First off, let me ask you this. How did you find out you were drafted?
2: So I actually had gotten, my agent had gotten a call who was with us. He was with us that week, the weekend that the draft happened. And um, he was the one to tell me, he said, hey, the Rangers are going to take you right here. Like, we can figure everything else afterwards. But, like, this is the, this is the moment. And, like, I, you know, it's, it's kind of still hard to believe because it can happen. It can't happen. But, like, seeing my name. Like, pop up on the screen and, and all that good stuff. I mean, it was just, it was life changing. It was all, it was amazing. Like, my family we were so excited. And, uh, I mean, it's is kind of, it's hard to describe a moment like that. You you have to kind of have to live it. And it's, it's awesome that that happened to me because not very many people get to experience it. So I'm, I'm super grateful for, for all that's happened. Yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's really cool. Now, Man, let, me let me ask you ask this, you did, this you did you think, think were there were any, any other teams, teams that, that you thought might be in, in on, on you that might, you might pick you earlier, earlier than than that in that, that third round?
2: Yeah, the Cardinals, my agent had gotten a call from the Cardinals, and uh, there was, I think there was a, they had a pick earlier in the draft. I don't know if it was earlier in that round or, or uh, earlier in that round or earlier in the round before, but they had called and said that they, they had interest in me and then the Diamondbacks as well um, that I kind of didn't hear until after the draft. So um, there was I, I think there was a couple teams, but ultimately, I mean, I'm happy with the Rangers' decision and kind of and, kinda, and how, how it's all played out.
0: So, I mean, taken in the third round, I mean, let's be honest, you're one of the top 100 players in the country at that time to be taken in the third round. Uh, So let me ask this. When was it you first noticed that scouts were coming out and scouting you and you thought, oh, my gosh, I got a chance to go to the next level? How old were you when you first had scouts approaching you?
2: So my very first scout approached me, I think, at the age of, of 16, 17 maybe um and I and I had no like I had no idea what was going on like oh pro ball like I didn't even know pro ball really like existed until I kind of started to do some digging like for me it was my I remember my dad telling me like on road trips when we would go play and I was younger uh travel ball and stuff he would say that I, I would watch college baseball and stand right in front of the tv and say hey that's where I want to play one day and so I mean no did I had no idea knowing that pro ball was like the next level above that so I kind of started to do some digging like hey I'm I met some guys and and started doing some digging and and learning and stuff like that. But um, I didn't get too much attention from the draft until about my my junior year in high school. It was kind of, I think, after like area code going into my senior year that I kind of was like, okay like I might have a chance to to get drafted this year instead of going to college. Um, So it took it took it took a a little while. My my growth was a little late. But I mean, I'm 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 happy with the way it worked out.
1: Yeah, you can't complain. Well, and you and you're you're a young 22. I mean, I Yeah. I know that sounds sounds weird, but um you've always been you've always been a little bit on the young side on at every level you've played at. So, um I think that's something else to consider. You've been challenged. You've been playing against guys who could be your older brother, you know, not not your father, not yet, but your <laughs> older brother. Hey, you, I mean, your your draft class was pretty good, you yeah. know, Cole Cole Win, right, You. you uh, uh Mason Angler was J- Huff in that draft no Jace Easley um Huff was 16 I think uh Tim Brennan I think they're there and then Jacks Biggers there's four guys on the Frisco roster right now who are from yeah. that draft class and, and from the top 10 so well, that's yeah. I mean that's pretty that's a pretty good darn little class
0: we well, you know you know asking this so so uh Huff is a little bit older than you did you play against Huff in Arizona when you were young
2: I don't believe we ever – in high school, we for sure didn't because I definitely know I would have remembered him. Um, But we might have at some point in in travel ball, but I just – I can't remember. But I remember actually meeting him after my first year in the AZL in the Instructs, and I was like, wow, who's this guy? Like, he looks big time. And I was, like, scared to, like, go up to him and introduce myself (laughs) because I had heard he was from Arizona, and I heard he was, like, from, like, the Arcadia, Scottsdale area. So I was like, I mean, this guy – like, we've played against those types of schools. Like, I wonder if I actually played against him. And I finally had a conversation. I had a buddy introduce me to him. And I mean, Sam Huff's just the nicest guy in the world. And I don't know why I was yeah. scared to ever introduce myself to him, but I mean, he's <laughs> the nicest person ever.
1: Right. He's like this gentle giant. Yeah, he really to talk. is. You know, yeah. Talk, Literally. Talk, and he'll talk your ear off.
0: So, so you're drafted as a shortstop, but obviously you're, you're, probably the most talented guy on your team uh, when you're a third-round pick coming out of there. Let me ask you this. Guys that are like that, that are that good athletes, did you pitch any at all, or would you strictly just play in the field?
2: Yeah, so funny story. I was, I was actually committed to Tennessee as a two-way. Um, oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. In high school, I, I threw a little bit. I wasn't a big, like, I wasn't a big ghost, like, long type of guy, but I could throw one or two innings and, and run up the velo there. Like, I was up to 95 in high school.
0: Holy cow. i
2: think it a little bit. Um, and I was our closer in high school for my junior and senior year. Uh, the year that we won state, I was our, I, I threw the last, I think, like almost three innings of the game, and I couldn't feel my arm for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, I came out, I came out chucking it. And then the last couple innings that I had to throw, like a couple outs that I had to throw, I remember like, I just want to get through this. Like, my arm's starting to, I'm starting to feel it. Like, my velocity went from 93, 95 to 86 in the oh matter of, an inning
0: (laughs) I can imagine I'm telling if you don't do it all the time yeah but you got you got the right you You, got the
1: yeah okay Bobby Witt Jr. uh who um, he he was shortstop closer for his team and you know he's from the Dallas Fort Worth area but yeah uh yeah he he, I I think I saw him hit 95 a, a couple times so yeah. Yeah. You yeah ever but you're across but, Bobby. You guys can compare your fastball.
0: Absolutely. Something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, you only had to, you, you, you were used to just going in and doing it for about 10, 15 pitches in uh-huh. one inning, you know, getting you three. So outside of outside of baseball, what do you like to do outside of baseball? Do you hunt, fish, play golf, anything? What do you like to do outside of baseball?
2: Uh, yeah. I, I've kind of recently gotten into golfing, but, you know, it's a lot harder than it looks.
0: <laughs> no, no yes. We know. <laughs>
2: Like, how can I, how can I hit a baseball that's coming at me at 95 plus, but I can't hit this little golf ball that's sitting on a tee. And so <laughs> it, it, it really annoys me and I really get mad when I play golf. So I, I've, I've been kind of straying away from it because I, I really don't like to do things that I'm not good at. It's kind of uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, but right. off season, I, I really just like to, to spend time with my family the most that I can since during the year. Uh, they'll visit once or twice a year but it's it's kind of hard because my brother's always playing as well and then my dad's working my mom's working so i try to spend the majority of time with my family my grandparents everybody um but you know i'll get out there and do some stuff Uh, i'm not a big hunting fishing type of guy i guess uh none of that was really was really taught to me from uh, as a young age but i mean i'll get out and do some physical physical activity that's not baseball like i'll play some volleyball with family and and some 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 hoops and stuff like that because I I still love hoops even though I can't really can't really get too serious with it anymore but I'll
0: yeah can't get in there and start banging around under the boards man not when you're a pro athlete
1: well it, yeah it, it it's hard to fish in the desert yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to fish there yeah I, I,
0: I so so okay let's get into some fun stuff here what's your favorite type of food that you like
2: oh Mexican food for sure I'm a little biased but Mexican food for sure.
0: Now is have you had some Tex-Mex here in Frisco? You like some of that?
2: Yeah, I like some Tex-Mex, but I haven't really found a good place in Frisco. I mean, you guys have some recommendations for me because I I think I need them.
1: Yeah, oh. that's your that's your neck of the woods. I, yeah, I'm that's sure.
0: kind of near me. I don't know how far out you guys travel. There's good places right I like, there. Come I tell into- you,
1: I tell I like Media. It's a place I've been in Frisco. Okay, maybe you you should go. It's and it's not it's not Tex-Mex though necessarily. It's more. Uh, probably, probably stuff more that, that you're used to, but it's, it's Perfect, pretty good.
0: Yeah. Richardson's, you know, I, I'm from, I live in Richardson. Richardson's probably about 25 minutes, 20 minutes from you guys right down the highway there. But, uh, Dos Charos, a good little Mexican Dos joint. All right. That's a good little Mexican joint. I like to eat at. Okay. Favorite fast food. What's your favorite fast food? Ooh, that's a good
2: question. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with, and this, this might piss a lot of people off in Texas, but I'm a big in and out guy. Huge well, In and out. You're okay. from
1: Arizona. It's all right. <laughs> that's fair.
0: In and out's, yeah, it's more in Arizona than Whataburger for sure. Yeah,
1: that's for that's her, a regional thing. Have you had Whataburger?
0: I've Have you had that, Whataburger?
2: Shot. I've given it a shot. And it's it's good. It's good. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about it. I mean it's it's got its its ups, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what's your what what do you get when you go to uh, In and Out? Yeah, what's your what's your, your,
0: your go to?
2: Give me give me a nice double double, uh, with grilled onion, and uh, yeah. give me give me some fries. And then sometimes I'll give me some animal style fries, but I usually just like to keep it on the unsalty side, on the healthier side. If,
1: if healthier, yeah, is yeah, you gotta eat healthy at a place yeah. like In and Out. Sure.
0: You've won, you've won with brian in here. She's in studio working for us. She's no. all high five in there.
1: That's the one thing I do like about In and Out. They yeah. <laughs> you, they have that secret menu, like the animal style. You can double cook the yeah. fries and get them extra crunchy. So I like. I like the double cooked fries with animal style. That's that's I that's like how in I and out. I mean, yeah. look,
0: Waterburger is my choice? I think it's where you grew up. I grew up a Waterburger guy, but I, yeah. I like in and out burgers. Um, and they're and they are good. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. Have to stop down and have one every once in a while. Okay, what's your favorite home cooked meal and who cooks it? Does grandma make something? Does mom always make this for you? What's your home cooked meal?
2: I would say all time mama's mama's cooking has done it for me and it's a uh it's like a mexican dish it's uh so it's 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 boy it's like pollo asado so it's like chicken on the grill chicken like yeah like chicken on the grill type and then and it's like chicken legs and then she'll make uh de fideo which is like a type of soup um it's like i don't know how to how to describe it in english honestly um But it's like soupy it's like a soupy but it's not (laughs) like all soup you know it's like i don't know it's like really hard to explain and then with uh with beans um and it's really good together the chicken that she makes comes with like a with like a little little salsa that she makes with it so it's i mean it's amazing that's that's my favorite home-cooked meal that she makes and i i'll ask it for her i'll ask it from her all the time like mom
1: Oh, it's well, our, our uh, one of one of our.
2: I think I think our, she our, said when she when she came out to visit me here with. I think she's coming out hopefully within the next month when we're in Frisco. she said she was going to bring everything she needs to to make me some food when she came out here. So I, I'm excited <laughs> for Joel, that.
0: Joel here is going to join. He's going to yeah, come over our, there and meet our, your mom. Our,
1: He's our, over our here. Sound with, our sound guy. The, the
2: more the merrier. The more the merrier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your,
1: Joel, your dad's from Mexico his dad's from Mexico, and he's over here fist bumping, you know, pumping his um, fist. Yeah, every, every, everything, everything you were saying about, saying, going, oh, about oh, the yeah, cooking. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna join you too. I'm close. Well, I'm what's, your, just... what's your what's
1: what's your favorite Mexican restaurant in uh like the West Valley, where Spring, you know, Glendale, Surprise? <laughs> um, yeah, you got a Peoria. place there. You hit? Yeah, tell me where to go eat.
2: Uh, to go eat, you said. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Where, where, what is your West favorite side, Mexican I restaurant? I really
2: like i really like headquarters is a good place it's like a it's like a restaurant bar type place uh like late at night it gets turns into kind of like a bar um but i'm gonna say like uh there's a taco truck that i really love and that's kind of the place that we go if we ever eat tacos that are not from from home that are not like homemade and it's Uh called uh what's it called i can't remember exactly the name right now because it's been so long since i've been there but it's (laughs) it's right close to right it's right off the 101 in grand okay. and it's a taco truck oh. and it's phenomenal okay and uh, I, yeah. i'll figure out the name for you guys and i can send it down but i mean taco trucks are just they're money
1: phenomenal oh, yeah in, okay i'm yeah, right down. Now, in in surprise <clears throat> i will i will go to uh a place called ritos is that where you and i went yeah we i think no we didn't go there um it, it's it's right off of bell or um, yeah. uh, reams and uh, grandview it's pretty good and then okay. Las Cazuelas, which is off of Bell and Dysert, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty good. My, my, actually, Mike Maddox turned me onto that place, and was the pitching coach? Oh. We would go there. It's and it's you know I'm I'm from Colorado, so I, I mean I like Tex Mex, but I'm more traditional traditional Mexican food kind of guy. Yeah, so you you and I can go eat anytime you want.
0: Yeah. Hey, I want to go. I've never shy away from any of that food. I'm ready. All right, so last couple things we're going to get to here. First of all, we're going to play something called the home run game. We play it with all the hitters. So as a guy that hit one home run my whole life, I will obviously remember it. I'm going to ask you about three different home runs, okay? First home run is your first home run. Tell me about your first home run you ever hit over a fence. How old were you and where was it? The first home run I
2: ever hit was, I think, at the age, I think I want to say it was 11 or 12, and it was in, in like, a little league-type setting um, at a church that I played in, and it was, like, a, I think it was down in Phoenix, and I remember it was a really, we were a really competitive team, and the team that we were playing against was really good as well, and I rem- remember hitting this baseball, and I think it was a fastball, I think I remember hitting a fastball, because, I mean, I love hitting fastballs. And um, I think it went dead center. I mean, the fences were only 200, 200 all the way around. So I mean, right. dead center. Point, it was all the same. But I hit this ball, and I and I hit it, and it was like a it was like a church field, really nice church field. But it had like a big net, so nothing really got hit into the parking lot or onto the church. And I kind of hit it off the net, and I remember did thinking like, did sec- I really just do that? Like, I don't, I've never done that before in my life. So I was I was excited, and I remember we we got the baseball, and and everybody signed it on the team
0: for me, and, and it was, hey, it, was it was fun. Hey, it was bye, a good time. Hang on, just sec. Okay, John.
1: Okay, hang on. You're back. Okay. You'd frozen.
0: You had frozen for a second. Okay. (laughs) We're still recording here. We're still recording here. Let's just
1: start that question over.
0: Yeah, let's do that question over again. Okay. So, we're going to play the home run game. Three home runs we're going to talk about. Okay? First one, your very first home run you ever hit over a fence. Where were you? And how old were you?
2: Okay. I was 11 years old. And it was at, I think it was Little League. And it was at a church field that I hit it. And all the the fences were 200 feet all the way around. So uh, it didn't matter where you hit it. If you hit it, it was going to go. And so I remember hitting it dead center. And the church had a big big net behind it. So that way it didn't really, nothing, no balls hit the church. or went into the parking lot and hit a car. Um, And I remember hitting it and, and celebrating around the bases like before, I think before the ball even landed, I was like, I hit this ball very well. <laughs> you knew. You knew. I, I you didn't, know. This is before like I hadn't even known what pimping was. So, I, <laughs> I guess I pimped before I even knew what pimping was.
1: It's um, in your blood. Nice work. All right.
0: <laughs> All right. The, the yeah. second home run. So, the second one. Now, this could be high school. This could be minor leagues is your most memorable, your most exciting? Did you ever have a walk-off? Did you, you know, anything maybe in the playoffs in high school? One where you hit a big home run. What's your biggest home run you've hit?
2: Okay, biggest home run. I think, think, it, um, think I'm think i going to say definitely in travel ball when I was in high school. Um, it wasn't one home run, actually. It was three, and it was the only no. three home run game I've ever had. And it was in a like a travel ball tournament, and we were playing in Arizona, against a very good team, um, and ah. it, the that I hit the three home runs against was actually the team I ended up playing for after I was done with the Stealth. Um, <laughs> played with, like, Nolan, Libby, and a bunch of those guys, oh, and wow. then when we were done, that team kind of ended. We all went our separate ways. I played with the Warriors, and that's who I hit the three home runs against, and that's kind of – that was a good good time. I hit it against a lot of my teammates. I hit homers against them when in that game that we
1: had played. So the coach was like, "Go get that guy that hit the three home runs against us." <laughs>
0: yeah, go. go yeah, yeah that, that was a good recruiting tool, right there. That's how you do it. Okay, last one. This is a fun one. The bomb, the furthest one you've ever hit. The moment you hit it, you knew it was gone. And how far did? Where was it? And how far do you think it went?
2: Okay. The I think I think it happened this year, and it was either the very first I hit this year. I think it was that one, actually. So I think I'm going to go with that one. And it was 112 off the bat, 113. Wow. Off the bat. And I I hit it and like, I'm not a big, like I'm going to sit in the box until the umpire tells me to run and like bat flip and that type of stuff. So I remember hitting it and I just set my bat down and I kind of gave it like a little, a little look and then gave a little two skips and then put my head down and ran. And I knew that ball was, I knew that ball was gone. I mean, I, I had no doubt in my mind. I mean, I had a good launch angle to it. The ball kind of, took off off the bat and I hit it very well. So that was the one that I think this and I think the, the distance it said was was four fifty three, four fifty two. And I think wow. this year.
1: Were you where, where were you guys? Were
0: was you it
2: Frisco? Home? Yeah, it was at in Frisco at home.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So awesome. where at where did it go in the stadium?
2: It, it I think it left the stadium. It went over the, the it went over the home run porch in left field and I think it went either went into the tree or over the tree. So I think it might have left yeah. the Yeah, Nice.
0: That, that's a bomb. I yeah. mean, that's a bomb. Been out there many times. That is a that is yeah. a bomb. Good one. Okay, last question. This is the last question. This is the fun one. We've got yeah. some good answers we've had on this. It's What's something that nobody knows about Jonathan Ornelas? I don't know if you've ever listened to this or if you've heard some of the answers. You can go give Jack Lighter a bunch of crap because Jack Lighter does not like peanut butter. Have you heard about that?
2: Uh, I think he has told me he's my roommate in, in um, Frisco. So I think sometimes we've I've, I've pulled out a can of peanut butter. Somebody has make a PB&J and he's like, yeah, I can't can't do it. So he
1: immediately throws up. But yeah. I don't
2: think I've so, heard him say, I don't like peanut butter. I just think he's, it's always like, uh, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to hear it. He, eat you know, he
0: hates it. He told yeah. us he hates it. Yeah. He hates peanut butter. His mother told, told a funny him. story. Uh, it's like Davis Wenzel got his finger cut off. Yeah. Uh, when he was little. Uh, just we, the tip. Yeah. Just the tip of it. When he was little. when We've had some fun, good ones uh, on here. Uh, Brock Burke, who's in the big leagues, is a sleepwalker um, and scared some people. What is something nobody knows about Jonathan Ornelis?
2: Okay. Uh, wow. I really don't really call me by surprise. I'm not, i don't know have to think a little bit. Um, something that nobody knows about me, I think.
1: Mm. Um, Stumped him. Hey,
0: Blaine Krim liked to hit naked. Is that right. what it was? Right. Yeah, Blaine Krim hit naked when he was five years old. He'd run around his house naked hitting with the... Yeah, nah. You got to give him some crap on that one. You stayed
2: dressed. Yeah. I'm, glad I'm glad to hear that. Um, this this is a tough question because I this I don't know I'm such a like uh out like a talk to everybody about You're everything type book. of guy I don't I don't know if I really have anything that I've never really shared.
1: Oh well, here here <laughs> I, I, I've got one. Explain your Twitter Twitter handle. Okay okay so
2: the Twitter handle is is Hootie underscore John, and Hootie is basically it's from a movie and I can't remember exactly what movie it's from, um, but me and a buddy in high school. We're kind of Remember, I think we we both watched the movie and we were like in the dugout and somebody was doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. So we were like, hey, like, let's have a code word. So if coach comes back and you just say it and you don't have to say, hey, he's coming. So the coach knows. So with the code word, code word ended up being Hootie. So people were just screaming Hootie, Hootie, Hootie. And we ended (laughs) up making that Twitter handle. And me and my buddy, his name is Alfonso Alfonso Gutierrez. So his, his Twitter handle ended up being Hootie Goot, and mine was Hootie John. So that's kind of the story of how Hootie kind of came, in, came into play. Um, but so, it's, it's from a movie, and I can't remember exactly what movie it's from.
1: but so yeah, nothing to do with Hootie and the Blowfish. <clears throat> yeah. Nothing to do with Darius Rucker. It's all it's, a, it's all it's uh, a uh, movie. But, but that's great that you had to speak in code to keep the coach off your ass. So. Absolutely. That's what you got to do when you're young. Yeah. Anything else, Jeff? No, just keep, keep doing this, man. You're, you're, you're just killing it this season. And yeah, we we love to
0: see you guys tearing it up and doing that. Jonathan, we're proud of you. Uh, good yeah. job there, and we can't wait when you get up to the Big League uh, clubhouse and we get to give you – I'll come out to Frisco, too,
1: and I'll yeah. come out and say hi. Sure. I'm going to come to the next homestand. Next That's homestand perfect. I'm coming. Book it.
2: Thank you, guys. I'll see you guys soon.
0: All yeah. right. That's Jonathan Arnelas, infielder for the Frisco Ref Riders and the Texas Rangers. Jonathan, thanks so much, and have a good game tonight, bud. Thank you,
2: appreciate you guys for having me on. All
0: right, bud. All right, buddy. We'll see you. See ya. All right, that was Jonathan Ornelas from Arkansas who joined us right there. Thanks, Jonathan, for stopping down, guys. It's time to go down in the bus leagues. We do this every week when we go down. We start at the minor leagues, start at Low A, go all the way to Triple A, touch on them. Uh, down East, Low A, uh, the Down East Wood Ducks, thirty-two and thirty-three. They're five and five in their last ten, won a couple of games. Um, if you're going to talk about anyone down there, it's Emilio Toto. Uh, last yeah. night he went another five scoreless innings last night, struck out six, another guy you pointed out to me in spring training and good
1: Lord, he is, he is on it. Well, and then, and, and Corey L who the Rangers got for, uh, Montero, he, he threw four, no hit innings after, after that. So, um, there, there's some very good young pitchers down there and, uh, Toyota's very intriguing, um. Winston Santos is another guy. They both signed for for $10,000. I right. mean these the Rangers have 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 found these guys um you know they're they're young, they have maturing to do. Uh Santos appears to be a little bit further ahead. Uh Te- Teodo hasn't hasn't always been a pitcher. He, you know, when when the Rangers got him, they kind of turned him into a pitcher. So he's got a young live arm. There's not a lot of bullets, not a lot of mileage on it. Right. Um, but yeah, he throws hard. Yeah, he he's, throws you know, he, triple digits. He's working on his working on his uh, off speed stuff. But it's at that level, it, it can be pretty dominant. Santos' his best off speed pitch is a change up. Um, velocity ninety three to ninety five, which is up from when the Rangers signed him. But again, right. you know when when you talk about scouting and and, and developing guys to, to go find these guys in the Dominican, whether whether it's at smaller academies. Or, you know certain situations they have a deal that'll fall apart and um you know for ten, they'll, they'll sign for ten thousand dollars and to take a guy ten thousand dollars you know the Yankees uh Ezekiel Duran was a ten thousand dollar signing yeah. so you know they're, they're they're head hidden gems out there and and, and you know scouting, Just need a the chance. Scouts, the Scouts uncover them and, and then develop them
0: yeah that, that the scouting is some, we need to get a scout on her sometimes because I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now those guys amaze me how they find
1: some talent oh, with the way yeah. they
0: do and do that. Obviously on the on the hitting side, on the opposite, on the offensive side, Osuna still leads the way with three, batting three ten. Yeah. Um. You know, some of the young kids are there. Calling, uh, uh that we've had on here. Um. You know, he's not tearing it up right. or anything, he, but it's yeah. first full season.
1: He's, he apparently is dealing with a sprained finger right now. So. Ian Ian Mahler is struggling at the plate, but apparently his 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 catching has been fantastic. Yeah. And you know that's 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 probably a little bit more important at this stage you know you wanted to see him have success at the plate but uh he's not letting what looked like pretty rotten numbers affect him on the defensive side
0: well there's one guy that's not in down East anymore and he is up at where we're going to talk to next Hickory Hickory's 38 that's high a they're 38 and 27 six and four over their last 10 they've won their last two they have a new starting pitcher. Larson Kindrich has been promoted.
1: Yeah, uh, the eighth round pick last year uh, from a little school in Southern California called Biola University. Left-hander, good. You know, he has a very good curveball. Um, just, a, just a good pitcher, and you know, he's a, he was a little older for some of those down East kids. So Hickory will be a good, good change <laughs> of pace, good challenge for him. Good numbers, uh, there. yeah. And and of course, he's taking the spot of of Owen White, who yep. was bumped to Frisco. Um, but that yeah, that team that team's pretty good. That might be that's that's probably the best team in the organization. Um yep, just really good talent. Uh, some some guys who are advanced hitters like Zavala and Trevor Hover. Right. Um you know, Acunas just oh. Acuna has gotta be moving up pretty soon. I would I would I would suspect three
0: twenty with a nine sixty OPS. I would expect
1: man. a couple weeks um to see Luis him Acuna head up will, to double A. We headed up to to Frisco. Uh and then have Evan Carter's
0: Hit hit a home run and a triple the other yeah, night. Yeah, he had three six,
1: for three. a six RBI game. Uh, he he's kind of picked it up after getting getting some you know a few days off to kind of reset and recharge his his, his body.
0: Venasco last night he went three, three scoreless over three and a third through eighty two pitches. Through a lot of pitches. Yeah, yeah he walked three uh-huh. guys again. Um, struck out four over three and a third. Uh, yeah, he's he, starting he, to find it. again. It's getting better. It's yeah, he's getting getting starting better. to find yeah. it again. He, it's just it's location for him right now, um, and I think velocity starting to climb again yeah
1: and um you know he we asked him to come on the the, the show uh either today or next week and he he's he said look I, I really just want to focus on baseball right now so he's he's got his mind in the right place Yeah, it's an
0: off-season thing for him yeah, let's sure. let him get get going and uh you know ricky ricky has a huge upside so they he, he's he, and you talk about a kid who's come back from Tommy john he's really getting into it yeah he, Focusing, I want. It's good to hear that too. We'd yeah, love to have him is. on, but that that's good. Okay, Frisco, thirty four and thirty one, six and four over the last ten. Uh, they've won three in a row. They have a new pitcher we just talked about. Owen White has yeah. made the jump to Double A. Probably one of the bigger names this year, in far as what he's. Well, there is one that's done better, but uh, <laughs> making the jump. We we've kind of expected this.
1: Yeah, and you know, and there was some debate he before the season, and the same thing with Acuna. Do the the Rangers. <laughs> Did they want to start him at high A or did they want to start him at double A? Um, and and he did what he's supposed to do. You, you know, you you put him at the lower level, and say, all right, you know, kick some ass, and then you'll get promoted. And it it might have taken him a little longer than they had wanted. He he struggled a little bit, but right at the start, you I look think. at you look at the stuff. It's it, it it's terrific. You know, a ton of strikeouts and the velocity, and so um you know he just had to find a groove and and he did and again he's a guy who didn't pitch a lot last year because of the injury and that you know this this technically is his first full majorly this major, uh, professional season you know because he, he had the tommy john and and did after the D right didn't pitch in 20 and then last year first start three innings in he punches the ground and breaks his hand so right. this this is the most he's ever pitched but uh, after after what he did in the fall league, he's kind of continued that momentum.
0: And I still say one of the coolest accents ever with that Southern yeah, sure. North Carolina accent. Right. We had him on. Guys, go watch one of those older shows. Uh, just a good kid. Good to see him get the promotion. Ornella's who we had Ornelas, who we had on. Uh, look, the numbers: three forty-two, seven home runs, yeah. yeah. eight sixty-one. You don't ask any more of a kid. Twenty-two years old, like you yeah. said, a young twenty-two. Yeah. Um, it was great having him on. What a great kid! But uh, man, he's he is opening eyes.
1: Yeah, he is, and and the you know one thing that's really going to help him is his defensive ability, and and he 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 very well could be the minor league defender of the year. Uh, he he's that good, and he does it at a lot of positions, and uh, you know he works hard. He's got a big you know his, his engine's always revving, mm-hmm. and um, good for him. You know he 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 I when I talked to him for the story I wrote at Rangers today, he he didn't want to call it a breakthrough year because he kind of felt like he's been pretty consistent. It's like consistent, like 250, 260. He's raised his average basically 90 points, 80, 90 points, and it's been consistent this year. This isn't this isn't just some fake hot start. It's yeah. it's now almost almost the end of June. They've been playing for almost three months, and he's still batting 340. So this is a real deal.
0: Yeah, so he started hot and stayed hot. He's yeah. he has yeah. he has come all the way across. Looked at some inside numbers on Leiter. <laughs> Everyone concerned about Leiter, <laughs> his ERA. The guy's pitched uh, 44 innings, 56 strikeouts. That's what you expect from 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 Jack Leiter. Um, yeah. the, again, this guy is a future major leaguer and probably a top of the rotation guy. Um, uh, right now, his first full pro season. I'm uh, still not worried about him.
1: nobody nobody in the organization is worried about Jack no. Leiter. He's healthy. The stuff's there. Um, you know, and and he may he may not agree with this, and I'm because he likes to get results and win games and, and dominate guys. But
0: that's not important. He's also getting work.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's he is trying to figure things out to get to the final the final level which is the major leagues right and and, um and that's fine you know you know you can you can look at other prospects who've who've come to the majors and have had lights out starts to to their their season this is his first season he's he hasn't pitched a ton really in in his life as a as an adult and um he's gonna be fine
0: yeah and, and, you know, one thing, too, that, that people have to always take into effect, you you got to look at the inside numbers. Walks were obviously a concern. He's had some, yeah. some base on balls. But sometimes your defense in some of these levels, some of those balls get scooped up at the higher levels that yeah. don't get scooped up in A So that's why it's never about total ERA and what happens there. It's strikeouts over uh, walks yeah. and what happens. Process and it's and the process of it. Yeah.
1: Guys aren't hitting the ball that hard against them, that and, kind of thing.
0: As we go up to Triple-A, yeah. There's a new starting pitcher in Triple-A. Yes. Probably the one guy that is has made the biggest leap of anything right now. Um and that's Cole reagan's who sure. not only made the jump to Triple-A, he's already started. He's had 13 innings pitched in Triple-A, two earned runs and 15 Ks and uh I mean he just keeps going.
1: Yeah, you know, um uh, looking at the clock here, I'm supposed to talk to him in 25 minutes. Um, he um he's he's on the map. I mean, I, you know, of course, you know, he was last year he was like the feel good story, you know, the 2016 first rounder. Two Tommy John surgeries. Two Tommy John surgeries basically, f- you know, three or four years had had pitched, then he comes out, pitches very well at Hickory, makes the the Futures game. Right. Comes comes to Frisco, struggles a little bit, he was exhausted because he hadn't I hadn't pitched. thrown that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh now though, he's stronger, he's throwing harder, his changeup is still terrific. He what he said he's throwing a cutter. He was a guest a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um and and so yeah he's now a, he's now a candidate to to be in the rotation this season this and, season and, yeah um you know in in the world of what have you done for me lately he's probably at the top of the list I know Cole Wynn is is still a guy yep still still somebody who will obviously they have, it will be a big leaguer his ERA I think is five three that's probably about league average in the Pacific Coast League right uh, uh, all things being honest uh, very <laughs> very offensive friendly league so. Uh, he he's walking too many guys. His yep. fastball command hasn't been hasn't been great. He's gotten behind and he's had to you know throw the ball over the plate and uh, it, it's hurt him at times. But um, with, with Reagan's, it's just it, it is a feel good story. But now now more so than the feel good, it's now like hey holy cow this guy could maybe pitch in the major leagues this season.
0: Absolutely, and I I think we all thought that that Reagan's might be someone to watch who could possibly earn a promotion up and yeah. maybe make it to the big leagues. Now you're going okay. Keep doing this, he will be in the big leagues by the end of the season. I mean yeah. those rotation spots at the bottom of the big league uh, rotation are they are there to be taken if sure. someone wants to step up and do
1: it. Sure. I mean we, there's already one, I mean, what we talked about earlier with Taylor Hearn, That's that's open. Yep. And yep. and um if he doesn't reclaim it or if Spencer Howard doesn't solidify it.
0: Yep, because hey, we expect probably Howard to probably get that next start. Uh
1: not But there's not, some off days though. That's not this weekend, but um like to open the Met series, he okay. might get that start. That's the next time that would come up. And he's going
0: to throw one more time in AAA. And if he yeah. continues to do what he's doing, right. then right. that could happen for sure. Yeah. Um, so you know, if you look at what Reagans has done in Frisco, he was six and three with a 2.52 ERA. Now he's got a 1.38 ERA. Yeah. But you know, he's just now got up there. You know, don't expect him to go out and pitch scoreless innings or one or two runs every time. Yeah. He's gonna he, he's finding his way there. But but you know what? He doesn't walk a lot. Of, he's, he's really yeah. throwing it over the plate. And that's what you got to do.
1: Well, and the the league ERA in the Texas league where Frisco plays is also over five and his is, was half that. Yep. I mean, you know, so if you account for park factors and all that stuff. I don't know how you do it, but it's like <clears throat> a, you probably had, you know, had a under ERA under two in, yep. in a, in a league that's, that's more neutral.
0: On the offensive side of the ball, um, you know, nothing. Standing out right now, no one's punching the door there. The guys that were are in the big leagues right yeah. now. So, yeah. I mean, there there's nothing. But th- there are some good bats down there, yeah. uh, guys that have been in the big leagues that are still playing down there. Willie Calhoun has not stepped up in his yeah. situation down there. Um, so, But, uh, you know, all in all, the, the, the minor league system is a strong system all the way. You can see future yeah. major leaguers at every level I'm right tell- now.
1: I, look, when, when the organization rankings come out, uh, next year, or maybe later this year, the Rangers are going to be top five. There's just there's no question about it. You know, and, and we haven't even mentioned Josh Young, who's swinging a bat in Arizona. Has he started swinging? Yeah, will probably be um, active in late late August. Probably is 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 when he is going to be uh, in games. It's probably at AAA. D-H-ing. They ha- they haven't right and They haven't ruled out ma- him making his major league debut, depending on where things are with the team. So, um, look this this farm system. It really is going to be for, and not just next year. For a few years now, running, coming yep. up into the future, it's going to be a top five system.
0: Yep. All right, guys. Anything else before we get out of here?
1: No, just the usual reminder: subscribe to our YouTube channel by Hit hitting button. hitting the button here. We we are at uh, we're, we're inching toward our goal of a thousand subscribers. Um, as far as uh, Rangers today. Uh, I'm inching go, toward my go goal of fifty thousand subscribers, so uh, we got a long way to go to get to fifty thousand. <laughs> but uh, you guys can help. So it's yep. five ninety nine a month or sixty dollars a year. Cheaper. You can gift
0: it if you know anybody. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, if you're if your dad, if you're. If your husband, if your grandpa, whoever it is that loves the Rangers, you can gift it, send it to them. They'll start getting the emails every morning. Yeah, Great way to get up. I get my cup of coffee every morning and read my, Look, read my we're, Rangers we're, today. Look,
1: we're, we're, ch- we're cheaper than any outlet out there. We're sure. cheaper than the Morning News, which does a good job covering team. We're cheaper than the Star-Telegram, which if, done you're, cover team. if you're subscribing to the Star-Telegram, you're burning money. Um, if
0: you're a Ranger fan, because they aren't covering them. Eh,
1: burning money on anything. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, rangerstoday.com.
0: Well, guys, that's it. Thanks to Jonathan Ornelas for joining us from Arkansas. Uh, We'll be back here next week. Uh, can't tell who's coming on yet, but until then, guys, we'll see you at the yard.